Welcome back to the Redneck Tech Podcast brought to you by Diamondback Covers. This podcast is going to be a little bit different. I say different. This podcast, we're going to tell a story that is told by Grant Burnett and Austin Pellegrino about their early season velvet hunt in Tennessee and all the things that went wrong filming this hunt. We're going to hear their perspective on what they learned from it, some things they could have done to maybe have changed it, and um, (laughs) ways they're never going to do it again. So it's something that could absolutely happen. I've seen it happen. It's happened to me before. And I think it'll give really good perspective on some some mindset things, some communication things that you always need to be aware of when you're in the tree. And uh, hopefully it's a learning experience and uh, a teaching tool for some guys out there that are out there trying to film some hunts. So uh, here is Grant Burnett and Austin Pellegrino from 8th and Time. Right here, right here, right here. Yeah. You want it? Well, what's up? What's up, guys? I've got uh, I've got Grant Burnett and Austin Pellegrino on from Eighth and Tyne. Um, Grant texted me. What was it? September, wasn't it? It was August. It was during it was uh, during our uh, velvet hunt. Yeah, I think so you texted him on the twenty fourth. Yeah, so yep. it was okay. So opening it was day. The opening day of the the brand new Tennessee Velvet Hunt, and Grant said, mm-hmm. "You need to get me and Austin to tell you about the worst hunt ever filmed. <laughs> what not to do? What not to do?" And I said, "Don't tell me any more. I want to do a podcast about it, and I don't want to know any details." So to this day, which today is what November fourteenth, so it's been almost two months. Um, we haven't talked about it at all, so I finally had time to sit down and get both of them on, and that is what we're going to, we're not going to start there, though. We're going to kind of start with, other than that, how has y'all season's been? It's been pretty good. Uh, the season's been a little slow as far as regular season um, for us. I've been filming um, ever since opening day, so I've been learning a lot as far as the filming side yeah. of it. I've been trying to learn what to, to do right, yeah. so what not to do Um so I've been every day learning something new. I do making new mistakes every day, but how else do you learn without making a mistake, right? No doubt. Well, and, and also tell me about yourself. Like, um, and I need to get y'all to kind of intro yourself a little bit too. You both got you both. Of you guys are part of Eighth and Time. Um, mm-hmm. So Austin, kind of introduce yourself, and then Grant, I'll let you do the same. Yeah. Um, so living here in Franklin, Tennessee, uh, me and Grant went to uh, middle school, high school, college together. Um, right after college, well, we went to University of Tennessee. Right after college, joined the Army. Uh, did that for four years down Thank in Fort Hood, Texas. Service, oh, I appreciate that. So I got to got to sweat a lot in uh, Fort Hood, Texas. I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's hot. I've known, but if you've ever been to Texas, it's hot. So I understand. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I was get, getting ready to get out. Uh, I was thinking of what I wanted to do as far as a new hobby. I wanted to take on a new uh, new challenge in life. I just completed a major challenge. I wanted a new one sitting at a bar and then grant shot his he just shot his first turkey with a bow posted it on instagram and i was like that's what i want to do i want to i want to learn how to bow hunt again sent him a message he was super excited um got home in may he had a bow in my hand um beginning of july and then we were in the we were in the tree stand that's that next season of 2017 that's a good friend 
yeah, so he's 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 uh, hooked me up and uh, cost me a lot of money too. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the best I friends. Tell him if I if I didn't send that message to him, I would probably own a house right now. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> so what what's your take on that, Grant? Um, yeah, so I mean, everything he said up to that point is is spot on. Um, the funniest part is that I've always talked about with Austin is he has been drinking through a water hose since. Yeah, about July of 2017, he showed up. I stuck a bow in his hand. I remember the first time we went to the range, he got the the dreaded whelp, and I mean his forearm was swelled up for for a day and a half. Hey man, uh, yeah, I got by, that a few times. Trial by fire—that's the way to do it. <laughs> exactly. And, and within 90 days, I said, uh, "Are you ready to to go deer hunting?" And he was like, "Well, I guess so." Well, then you and then you <laughs> no, handed, was, and then you handed him a camera. So you hand him a bow, and then you yep. hand him a camera. Well, the, that's overload from the right first there. time from the first time he's been in the deer in the deer woods with me he's been in front of the camera um yeah. that oh, season that, i was in front yeah. of the camera i didn't film until until uh until this season i was in front of the camera oh, okay all of, so you got a little uh, bit deer of season last year so you've never really yeah. i mean you've not done a whole lot of just solo get out there and hunt and kind of i've never never hunted by myself wow that <laughs> gum I've always either been in front of the camera or behind the camera. That's cool. Yep. Well, I mean, that's a so, that's a really cool perspective, though. A lot of guys don't have that. Um, no, I mean, so you know, I don't have any bad habits. So it's just I'm learning everything in front of the camera. Like, I, I don't have to think, oh, I should wait to do this so the cameraman can uh, catch up or anything like that. It's everything I'm learning is with the camera. So well, that's have been you, really beneficial have you figured out? Have you figured out that deer can smell cameras yet? Because they can. I, yeah. I, I truly believe they can. Yep, I've I figured that out last weekend. Yeah, no doubt. Yep. Well, Grant, what do they you? Also, they, I, I, I think deer can smell cameras and have extreme stage fright. No, no <laughs> doubt. Well, Grant, so what? So what? Uh, what do you do? Um, well, I'm actually in career transition. I am uh, becoming a full time realtor. Actually, my last day at my current job is on Friday. Nice. I'll be a full time real estate. I'll be a full time realtor come um, come Monday. So you're gonna be working um, with Jimbo, huh? I am. I'll be working with Jim, and actually Justin has uh, has joined with us. Um, the I'm, national market is absolutely incredible, so uh, it's hard not to kind of jump on that on that wave right now. Yeah, no, I don't blame. Yeah, I think you, I'm man. the only one not a realtor in the group. Well, <laughs> you might have to you might have to jump over to the uh, over to Jim's side too. I mean, you're already with the Eighth and Time crew, so I mean, it sounds like y'all just need an office full of killing and selling houses. There That's we right. go. That's right. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. So. Um, so that's interesting about Austin. You never hunted by yourself. That's cool. I didn't know that. Yep. Um, okay, so on this on this fateful trip, who's hunting? Who's filming? So I'm hunting. Grant's behind the camera. Uh, oh yeah. So yeah. So I'm in front of the camera. Uh, Grant's behind as usual. I still have not been behind the camera up until this or up until this date. Um, so before we even start about that day, people need to understand what Murphy's Law is. So if anything can go wrong, it's gonna go wrong. Yeah, and, and this, this is opening day on this, this day, opening, opening day, day, 2018. So two, a little, little less than two months ago. Yep, August 24th, opening day. So yeah, anything can go wrong, will go wrong. It started out great. Um, picked up Grant early in the morning. We got a really early start just because we wanted to be safe. Um, so we got as soon as we got to the woods, Grant forgets the rat strap for the camera on. So that's the first thing that goes rookie, wrong. Rookie rookie mistake, killing me. So, <laughs> He's like, you have a ratchet strap. I'm like, I got rope. And he's like, I'm not putting Z150 on a camera arm tied to the tree with rope. <laughs> uh, 
So we're fortunate. The spot we're hunting is uh, five, ten minutes from Grant's house, so we're no problem able to get back, grab the ratchet strap. Of course, it's sitting on the floor next to where all his stuff was sitting. Mm. And we're able to get back in the woods. So, so we got is, back in the woods. This and is why we can't have nice delight. things, Grant. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we were able to get back in, in the stand before the sun even came up, so we got really lucky there. Um, so we settled in. It was a really nice morning. I think it was low 60s. Um, it was a south wind, I believe, Grant, wasn't it? Right. Yep. South, yeah. southwest. Yeah, and then so another thing that goes wrong, a little thing, not nothing major, but, you know, I forget my Ethan Pine hat. I mean, you're in front of the camera. You want that hat. You want that logo in front of everybody. So Grant's got to give me his hat. If you know Grant at all, he sweats when it's zero degrees outside. Oh, yeah. So I got to put this smelly, dirty hat on my head. And, of course, you know, I'm sure the deer can smell that. Um, so that yeah. But, yeah, so I mean – I'm pretty sure, too, just to go along with Murphy's Law, if I remember right, by the time we finally got set back up in the stand um, and either attempting to pull the bow up or the camera up, I can't remember, Austin, something got hung on a tree on a tree step or on yep. a climbing step, and that took, you know, an extra 10 minutes to get it untangled. While also I forgot about that. The metal on metal sound that we all Yeah, my, my, my bow got hooked on one of the steps down below, so I had to unhook, <laughs> climb down unhook it, try and place it somewhere in the woods where it's not going to get caught. That's not the first time that's happened in that stand. I don't know what's wrong with that stand. Every time it gets hooked on a branch or one of the steps, I have to go back down. <laughs> so right. that was that was unfortunate, but we finally settled in. It was beautiful. I mean, the sun was rising up, and we're just sitting there. It's nice and quiet. Um, so south wind, and like I said, Grant's sweating all that smell, and I'm praying to God that the deer don't smell them, but that ozonics worked really well. Yep. And uh, so the buck, I mean, the buck, well, no, so the spike came in, didn't it? Spike came in yep. at first, I think. Yeah, came in downwind. He's coming downwind, which was really surprising to us because normally they don't come from that area. So it kind of caught us off guard right there. Um, came in, and right behind the spike was uh, was my deer. Later after this hunt, I'm going to name him Murphy yeah. because of Murphy's law. <laughs> well, I think we'll figure out why later. Yeah, and then so this he came from the exact same spot that I spooked Dagger because it's the same tree stand that Grant killed Dagger in, and that I spooked Dagger in the week before Grant killed him. Mm. All right, I got I got to press I got to press pause and catch catch some yeah catch some yeah good, yeah yeah okay. go do that. So, as we were mentioning earlier, you know Austin spent the previous year in front of the camera um, and and was learning a lot of different things all at one time. Not only was he learning how to hunt, not only was he learning how to bow hunt. Um, but he was learning how to do all this in front of a camera, talk, do this, hey, pause for a second, this, that, and the other. Um, and in the previous the previous season, uh, we had several encounters with some great deer. Um, mm-hmm. Austin had he had one miss, um, and then we had just some encounters where he couldn't get a shot off and things like that, but we had some encounters with some big deer. So I put myself in his shoes at this moment, and, and when, when all this went down, He's had a full season where he had, he had encounters with deer, and it's like, I've got to make this happen. So we're in the tree stand. All this stuff has already happened this morning that we just went through. And then the deer come in completely where we're not, like, we're literally not even, like, looking that way. We don't even expect anything. It's dead downwind. It's 60-something degrees. It's hot. There's no way those deer are going to come from down there. They'll smell us a mile away. Sure enough, I look down, and I just happen to peek down there. Murphy's and law. that's when I go, hey, Austin, I say, Austin, there's a deer coming. And then I look behind him 
And as Austin said, here comes Murphy. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Austin. Yeah. So first thing that went through my mind is like, I'm not screwing up this moment again. <laughs> again. I, was like, I, I hated that feeling of just getting down from the tree stand and knowing I screwed up, made a mistake. So that's all that was going through my mind was like, don't screw this up. Get your bow. Get that shot off. I wasn't even thinking Grant's up there. I didn't know if he had the camera going or anything. And I know one of your first rules of thumb is when in one of your original podcasts is the cameraman calls the shots, right? Mm, supposed to, yeah. Supposed to, yeah. Supposed to. Which that that left my mind immediately as soon as I saw Murphy walk through. But he also I should forgot. be communicating with you the whole time too. He should also be telling you, "I see the deer. I got him. I'm on him." You know all those good things. And you know you guys mm-hmm. should have planned beforehand. Like if I see the deer, if he's here, you know I'm either going to tap you or I'm going to you know I'm going to let you know some way that I see the deer. Anyway, go ahead. Yep. Yeah. So, like I said, forgot all that. <laughs> forgot all. He, come, that. he comes in. He comes right into where uh, Dagger stood last year. I pulled my bow back, and then Grant said, "All he heard was right when he turned the camera on here, here, and that was it." We we had the footage of uh, him running off into the trees, and and that's that's about all we got. Uh, my mind was racing. I was so excited for the opportunity to finally pull the trigger on pull the trigger on a nice deer especially a velvet deer um so yeah that's that's how kind of all that went down um right there i don't know if you have anything to add to that as far as your side grant yeah grant what's your perspective what happened on your end um so from from my end i mean looking back it austin has taken the brunt of it since this hunt but really in hindsight 100 it was 100 my fault I mean, he did his part. He killed the deer where it, it would have been in frame, all those things. I didn't communicate to him and say, hey, don't, you know, hang on just a second. Or I not, The way the deer came in to kind of maybe explain the situation, Austin is to my right. I'm facing directly uphill. The deer came in, if you're using a clock, he came in to about my 3.30, 4 o'clock. Um, so almost directly in front of the hunter. And the way I had the camera set up was actually – on the it was right between me and austin and he couldn't get a view of the deer and everything so i was trying to swing around the camera around the tree to catch it I'm on the belt and would have had a shot and in me getting the camera around the tree trying to be stealthy all that like i said i heard a mat thump and i at that point was hitting record and it was i mean that was it that was too late. um we had yeah it was too late and we had talked about hey you know do you want because Austin's still, at the same time, Austin's still learning. We're, this is a learning process for both of us. Um, we had talked about, hey, do you want me to stop the deer? Or are you going to stop the deer? And Austin was comfortable with all of that. So I knew he would. I knew he was going to be stopping the deer. And so when I heard, man, <laughs> I remember my heart just like, I knew, I knew I knew I didn't have it. I oh, knew yeah. I didn't have it. Yeah. Um, and I didn't, and that's my thing. I didn't, we, I didn't tell him. I wasn't saying no, no, no. No, and to be honest, I thought I had time. I thought I had time to swing that camera around and get over there and then tell him, okay, kill him. And I didn't. I didn't have the time. And uh, when I put myself in Austin's shoes, it would have been hard for me to be waiting for somebody. Um, my, you know, my first, my first buck, um, my first bow kill, my first whitetail bow kill. I, I, I'd have been, I'd have been chomping at the bit, especially after the season he had the year before. Um, yeah, I mean, I take a lot of that. If I take all that blame because we, I didn't, I didn't coach him up in that moment and say, "Hang on, just a minute." And to be, here's the other thing: when the deer was coming in, 
I said, Austin, that's him killing. Like mm. I, so I already started that communication of let's kill this deer, not Austin, that's that deer. Hang on. Let me get on him. Yeah. I, I literally said, Austin, that's him killing. Yeah. And in me um, being, okay, so I was about to bring up three different points, but I don't know if they're as, I don't know if they're as valid now <laughs> that you say that because me yeah. being the guy sitting in Austin's seat and have been you know, filmed a bajillion hunts, if I hear the camera guy say, kill him, because that's, that is my code word for I'm on him, kill him. Um, mm-hmm. That's, that would, that might've been, that might be what happened there. There obviously was a fundamental breakdown in communication. Um, you know, did a good job in the beginning, but Grant, I'm going to give you 95% of the blame on this one. I'm going to put 5%. I'll take, I'll take it. I'll I'm going to put 5% on Austin because Austin got a little bit of a, a buck fever too, which you can't blame him. It's hard not to in that situation, but no, when especially you, on your first buck. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. And that's, and that's why I'm just going to give you 5% and, and not more because you know, you guys have made a commitment to try and get, you know, kills on camera and try and create content and things like that. So you've got to go into it with the mindset of not only being good communication, but you've got to go into it with a mindset of the footage and the content and the kill is of paramount importance. And when the hunter doesn't communicate and when the the cameraman doesn't communicate and say, I've got it, I'm on him. And when the, and when the hunter is not asking, are you on him? Do you have it? Then somebody's going to screw up. So it's, it's, it's communication is definitely a two way street. I want the, I want the producer to be the leader of the communication, you know, outlet and be asking those questions. But, you know, my hunters, you know, that I'm with when I have that meeting with them and they know what the deal is, they're always asking me, or I break it down, break the communication down to three things. Yes, or I mean, sorry, kill him. No, 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 no. Or the last thing is if we're in a field and it's an open area, I'm like, if he is between here and here, you don't have to wait on me. I'll be ready. You know, mm-hmm. other than those things, I've got to be talking all the time. So, I mean, I know... I know that Austin was jacked up and I mean, anybody would have been, you know, I've had that happen before too, but I also know the feeling that Grant went through when he heard him stop the deer and he's like, I am not even in the same universe as where they're at right now. There were, there were several four letter words. Oh, I can imagine. (laughs) Well, you know, I've been in that situation, not in the situation where I don't even have them in frame and I know they're going to shoot them, but I've been in the situation where I'm trying to get framed up get, you know, good pre-roll and make sure I'm in focus and I hear I'm about to shoot or stop them. And I'm like, yeah. oh gosh, I better get there quick, you know, because I've given them the green light and then they're taking longer to shoot than I would thought. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to get a little more creative. I'm going to pull back. I'm going to push in. I'm going to do all these things. And then when when moment of truth happens, I'm in the middle of one of those things because, you know, when the shot happens, you want to be you know, you want to have your animal filling up 25-30% of the frame. You know, the leading edge showing where they're going, not where they came from. In focus and frame, all that good stuff. You don't want to be in the middle of something else. But, trust me, dude, if if I have ever seen it, if it can happen, well, I say that. I've seen a lot of crazy crap. I'm sure there's something that's going to happen to me that's never happened before. 
but this is really good. I mean, other than not getting the kill, it's a really good learning experience for both of you. Here's another question that I had while I was listening to this. Is there a different place or a different stand location, maybe even in the stand in the tree you were in, is there a place in the tree you were in that you could move the cameraman stand or the hunter stand around the tree to make that situation not as bad next time? So, no, I'm not exaggerating. Uh, this place that, that that we're hunting, uh, Justin, it's it's like a uh, it's like a family hunt some hunting ground. I mean, he's had it forever. I killed dagger there last year. Um, the deer, I'm not. It's the deer come out of the same place. It's like clockwork. Like it's it's like clockwork how they come out of there and work this this little draw on this pinch point. Mm-hmm. And for the when I told Justin where those deer had come from, Justin has hunted this place for like. 15 years (laughs) no joke and he's like i've never had a deer come from that direction of course we've never had a velvet season either we've never been able to hunt on that early yeah um so it's it was set up i mean it was set up perfect for what we thought was going to happen yeah and we did we had one one we went back and looked through our trail camera pictures and there was one picture of him that was coming in the way that he actually came in that day everything else he was moving the way that we had coming coming downhill. And that's why he's um, called Murphy, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, so a couple of learning things uh, for me, Caleb. Um, you know, to share with folks is one thing that I, immediately that I started that day was press record when when something like that is happening. When the oh, action's yeah. happening, press record. For some reason, my brain was thinking, find the deer. You know, get around. I should have been recording me moving around the moving around the tree, all those things. That's what I waited for, until I. Yeah, I mean, I I have no idea why I did that. I still don't think I would have caught it because I know I rem- I mean I remember it's seared in my brain where I was <laughs> with the camera when when it went down. But if I maybe had been pressing, already had had it recording and all those things, we would have had a little bit more of the story to tell. Yeah, and um, it, the uh, other th- that's you know to add to that, not only push record. But as stealthily or as quickly as you possibly can, get that camera pointed in the right direction. Even if it's not got what you think, even if you don't have it in there, even if you're not even looking in the viewfinder, turn the lens mm-hmm. towards that area because you may get it and you may not. You know, it, it, you know, because a lot of times when you're a camera guy, things happen at least 45 or 90 degrees from where you're sitting. So I like to have my mm-hmm. camera pointed in that direction. That way, I literally just have to reach up there, hit record and then find and focus. You know, it's point yep. in that direction, find and focus. Now, one thing we could have changed, you asked, I just thinking about it, I was at, I think, I was, the, the cameraman stand is on the left side of the hunter, mm-hmm. which, and everything that we've done and listened to, predominantly you want to be over your shooter's dominant shoulder, Will Austin's, and the way this, this draw worked, it probably would have worked better if the camera's, for this situation, for the cameraman stand to be over the hunter's right shoulder. Yeah. Um, is, is Austin right or left-handed? He's, I'm he's right-handed. Right yeah. Yeah, then you would have, yeah, yeah, I mean, perfect world, yeah, you would have wanted to be over his right shoulder. Yeah. Well, that that would have worked out well because it would have blocked my shot that I took. So I would have had to been forced <laughs> to wait. I, I would have had to wait for the deer to come where we originally were planning on him to come out of. Yeah. And he would have come right into the right spot. It would have worked out perfectly, yeah. uh, but I had that whole right side of mine wide open, and that's where he came from. Yeah. So and that's the hardest I just, place. That's the hardest place yeah. for the camera guy to film is directly behind him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And that's real, literally what it was. I mean, I had yep. the camera 
to get it to where it was, I brought it between me, Caleb, you know, I brought it between me and the tree and I'm reaching around literally trying to like look through the viewfinder around the backside of the tree trying to see this deer. Did y'all have any second angles or anything going? Any GoPros or verbs that were we, pointed that we direction? Had, we, we had the verb going, but it was pointed almost... Uh, it was pointed down on me, wasn't it? It was pointed kind of down. Well, just pointed at Austin's probably more Austin's off of his left shoulder. Um, again, trying to think about where the deer would have, where yeah. we thought they were going to be coming from and all and those that's things. all you can do, man. I mean, you've got to go with historical data or, you know, you've got to go with what makes sense. But, you know, like I've said before, you're filming wild animals and they very rarely do exactly what they're supposed to do. You know, when they mm-hmm. do do exactly what they're supposed to do, it makes things really, really nice. But to, to for a deer to come in exactly where he's supposed to come in, for him to take his time, for you to get plenty of pre-roll, for it to be the, the right lighting, for you know you to get all the things that you need very rare i mean out of the i don't know how many things i've filmed but out of the all the kills that i've filmed i bet less than five of them have done that you know it's it's like that you have to there's got to be a lot of improvising there's got to be a lot of you know fake it till you you make it yeah you got to be very very fluid and and then that's another thing too is you know and i've talked about this before you know austin obviously went into kill mode and to in a little bit of a panic mode when the deer came in. And then Mm -hmm. that's, that's natural for a hunter to do that because they're there, you know, that that's his job is to get the animal down. Well, your job is to be his cheerleader and his coach and say, okay, calm down. I got it. I'm, I'm on him, you know, make a good shot, take your time, breathe, all that good stuff. So that's one thing I always try and do when I'm filming is to try and stay in that mindset. Because if I get out of that mindset it is, I, I I make it worse for my hunter. If I can't, if I'm excited, if I'm over the top, if I'm breathing hard, if I'm freaking out, that ain't gonna help him at all. Um, perfect example. Yeah. Perfect example of that is this uh this hunt I filmed in Alberta, um, middle of October, uh, when this deer first walked out. It was right at last light, and my hunter sees him first, and he's like, "Oh my God, that is an absolute giant." And he's at about, I don't know, 120 yards away. I get my camera over there, get on him, and the first thing in my mind is, that is the biggest deer I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I said, I, and I, then I t- the second thought through my head was, okay, you keep it together because he's not going to be keeping it together. So I just started talking to him. I'm like, okay. I was like, that's, I was like yeah, man, that's a good deer. Let's, let's try and get this deer killed. You know, he's going to feed out there. He's going to wait till dark. And I just start going through it. And I'm just talking to him. You know, I'm just, we constantly had a conversation for six or seven minutes before this deer came in. And the longer he stood there, the calmer my hunter got. And then he started coming and I could hear him, I could hear his heart beating in my, my ear, you know, my earbuds again through his mic. So I start talking to him again. I'm like, take your time, breathe, anchor. You know, I'm going through all this stuff in my head. And as soon as the shot goes off and the deer runs off, I started freaking out too. Cause I'm like, holy crap, that was a big deer. And he's like, was he really? I'm like. Dude, I didn't want to tell you that's the biggest freaking deer I've ever seen. He's like, he's like, thank you so much for not saying that. I was like, dude, I, I was like, I knew not to say that. I was like, because I was freaking out inside, and I knew I had to hold it together for both of us. So, man, that's that's such a good point. Yeah, yep. it, it's it's if you stay in the mindset of being that cheerleader and being the coach the entire time. And being like, okay, making sure and, and walking through those steps that your hunter is probably not thinking about is, you know, you know, draw your bow, anchor, take your time, breathe, 
you know, make sure you stop and make, you know, that's not a good shot. Wait, wait, wait. You know, all those things that they're probably not thinking about. You've got to be that voice of reason. And that's why I tell guys to stay in that producer mindset. Don't get into the hunter mindset. Because if you get into the hunter mode, like your hunter is, you're both lost souls. Because, um, you know, most of the time that guy with the bow is thinking about one thing, and that's putting the arrow through the deer and getting his hands on it. Well, you've got a much in my opinion, a much harder job to do. So you've got to keep your, your you know, your your head screwed on straight. Yep. That's exactly right. Well, well so... The reason I, I, go ahead. I, I, not to kind of get on a different topic, I'll be quick. A couple of weeks later, right at the opening of Kentucky, this is kind of making me have a come-to-Jesus moment, I guess. Um, I filmed Jim up there. We're after a really big deer. I mean, it's no joke, biggest body deer I've ever seen. Um, and I remember now looking back, the deer was coming in. We had a, it looked like everything was fixing to come together. And I'm talking to Jim at first, when it first happened, when it was, was first hurt, happening, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the big, we're talking. And I'm telling him, oh my gosh, that's the biggest deer I've ever seen. He's very impressive. Holy smokes. And I could tell that Jim was like, you know, amped up and, on the borderline of amped up to like huge adrenaline rush, not able to pull this, you know, not able to pull himself together, which I would have been if I was in his shoes. Yeah. And I remember kind of flipping that switch and I could, I could, I could sense him. And I was like, Hey, you've got this. And he said, what or something? He said something. I said, you've got this. And he said something along the lines of, I'm glad you said that. Or, you know, I forgot exactly what he said. uh, But, just to kind of reiterate what you're saying, yeah. I just thought about that. Yeah, I did not do that in that moment for Austin. Yeah, and, 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 and it's really good to do that for multiple reasons, but one is it's going to give your hunter a better chance to make a good shot. It's going to give you a better chance of getting good footage. But once you, you know, you talk them off that ledge, you talk them off that, you know, that cliff, once the shot does happen and everything happens and your emotions come out, it's going to make their emotion that much better on camera. You know, it's gonna it's gonna make that their reaction that much better because they've still got all that built up that they haven't wasted on the deer coming in. You know, so it's um, I think it's a I think it's a valuable it's a thing. Point. Yeah, it's a valuable thing to I do. I love that. They so, didn't waste their emotion on the deer coming in. It was they they get to spend it in that moment yeah. when the shot happens. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Man. Yeah. So. Well, um, how how do you um? I'm gonna start with Austin. So Austin, now that you've just recently started running camera. What's your what's your take? What's your thoughts on it? I love it. Um, I feel like kind of like a little less pressure because I had so much pressure on me last year and opening day. Pressure on myself. I put the pressure on myself um, behind the camera. I feel like I'm able to kind of enjoy everything a little bit more. I'm looking at everything at a different point of view than I normally would. Yeah. I'm trying to look at what would be what what would I look what would I like to see as a viewer. Um, so I'm able just to kind of look at everything at a totally different angle. Um, and it's honestly, I really, really enjoy it. I have no complaints as far as filming nonstop for, I mean, what's it been three, four weeks now, Grant? Yep. Um, I, I, I love it. I just, it's, it's so much fun for me. Um, always something I always wanted to do. I grew up, uh, really like a photography in, in, um, middle school. I did that instead of art class. So it's something that's always fascinated me. Uh, so getting behind it is, is allows me to also kind of learn what to do right as far as the hunter side. So watching Grant in front of the camera is teaching me what to do in front of the camera also. Yeah, you've so got it's a both, totally different. Yeah. 
And you've got a good perspective. A yeah, you've got a different perspective of, of being in front of it before you're behind it. You know, I was behind mm-hmm. it well before I was ever in front of it. And I, I know I'm definitely more comfortable behind it than I am in front of it for sure. Oh, me too. I, you can ask Grant. I mean, when we first started all this, I was super nervous in front of the camera. I didn't want to talk that much. Um, but watching Grant in front of the camera, watching Justin in front of the camera, and Jim, how they react and um, how they speak and all that is helping me uh, become better in front of the camera so I can tell a story better. Yeah. Uh, instead of me fumbling through words or saying stuff that's wrong or just being quiet, um, this is it's teaching me a lot. Yeah. Yeah, what about you, Grant? How's uh, how's running the camera coming for you? You still enjoying it? Oh, I I love it. Um, I have I, I, I honestly sorry I honestly get torn, um, just because I I mean I have a vision for I, what I want all of us to be doing and this that and the other. So I don't micromanage, um, but I just love trying to make that vision happen, and that's kind of what I wanted to give Austin props for. Um, I've been looking back; he's been filming, like he said. I mean. He's been filming all of our regular deer season. He's been behind the camera the entire time. And I've gone back and reviewed a lot of his footage. And um, I think I've told everybody in our group this, but he's hands down our best storyteller behind the camera. Uh, And I think it's because he spent so much time in front of it last year, and he has just a totally different perspective, like he was just talking about. Yeah, yeah, he's our best storyteller behind the camera. And what I mean by that is he, he, he he gets shots of things that, that draw you in and make you think about what's going on. And it's not just your, you know, your Joe blow everyday average shot. Um, you know, he'll get, he gets some really intimate shots and things like that, that, that make it make stuff really interesting. Um, and you can tell that he listens to the hunter and what the hunter was talking about this, that, and the other. And he, he's got those shots to kind of tie everything in. Um, but for me, um, I'll be honest, if I had to pick, I want to be in front of the camera. I want to be hunting. Uh, but I love, I love what we're doing and what we've got going on. Uh, it's kind of unique that we, we sacrifice time hunting to, to video each other. Um, and that we, you know, that we, we, we build up and support each other the way that we do. And that even though it may have been somebody's turn to, to kill so-and-so or whatever, if it doesn't work out and somebody shows up and that deer ends up in front of the camera, it's time to kill him and we're all happy about it. Yeah. Um, That's a good thing, man. I mean, I did a bunch of, tried to do a bunch of different series and a bunch of different filming stuff before I did this professionally. And that was always the hardest thing was finding people that were like-minded and wanted the same things and wanted to work as hard as I wanted to work at creating cool content. And, you know, it ended up guys wanted to see themselves more than they wanted to create cool content and tell stories. And, you know, when you get guys that just want to see themselves, you're never going to go anywhere. But when you get guys that are fighting over, are fighting over, you know, who's going to get to film this deer because they want to be able to, you know, they want to be able to tell that story. Or you get guys that fight over who's going to get to come take the pictures for this guy or who's going to get to go with so-and-so because they've got a big deer showing up. That's, that's when, you know, you've got a good group of guys that have got the same goals in mind who are, you know, all, you know, paddle in the same direction. Yeah. And it's been, I mean, it, it's been one heck of an experience for us. I mean, I think it was close to this time last year. I'm trying to remember. I mean, I think I started listening to you, Caleb, probably this time, maybe a little bit earlier last year. I can't remember. Um, yeah. So just, I didn't uh, start it. I started the podcast November the 1st last year. So November the I would 1st. have been so, like yep. one okay, or two so podcasts. I, in I was thinking, now. yeah, I mean, I remember 
we all met up late October last year, and uh, Jim said, you guys need to listen to this podcast. He's like, I heard the first episode, and, and this, is what, this, is, this is what we need to listen to. Just good timing. <laughs> and, I guess uh, I'm just good like that, just perfect timing. That's right. That's right. Yep. Well, guys, I appreciate the I appreciate the story. I appreciate the learning from it. Um, I appreciate the humility and telling you know saying that if you know you feel like you screwed up, that you're going to learn from it. And I think that's what it's all about. I mean, if y'all want to hear stories about all the times I've screwed up, we'd be here all night. Um, because it's and this is and and you already know this, but I'm going to tell you, it's not going to be the last time you screw up. Either one of you, you know, <laughs> there's going to be bad shots made. There's going to be record buttons missed there's going to be things that are out of focus there's going to be bad audio there's going to be a, a long laundry list of things that go wrong but they they will not be out they will be overshadowed by the good times because once that once the footage does happen once the deer does act right once the turkeys do, do act right once that elk comes in dude it makes it all worth it heck yeah it really does <laughs> Well, guys, I appreciate it, and um, I'm, uh, now that y'all have talked about it, and we've talked about it again, y'all go kill something. That's right. We will. Yeah, I'm going to try. I'm going to make gonna, it happen. If it'll ever stop raining here, I'm going to try and get into the woods again, a little bit around the house. I haven't hunted around home much in the last couple of years, so I'm going to get in there and see if we've, we've got a fork and horn running around, because that's about all we've got around here. Hey, sounds like backstraps to me. No doubt. Well, guys, I appreciate it, man. All right, thanks, Caleb. Caleb. See y'all.